Hey everyone, how are you doing today? It is Thursday morning and what we do every other week is we speak with Dana from Hemlane. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. Thanks, Michael, for having me. Absolutely. I, I love these conversations because of all my experts, you and I get to talk about the nitty gritty of actually being a landlord, right? We, we have lots of experts talking about investing and multifamily and syndications and all of that, but we get to talk about being a landlord. And uh, topic number one is the dreaded professional tenant. So why don't we first define what that is? I'll talk about some of my experience, but let's define what we mean by a professional tenant. A professional tenant, um, and I, I don't have a formal definition, but essentially is a tenant who um, knows the laws better than you, tries to skirt around things and make your life miserable um, as a landlord. They're not following the rules. Um, they're trying to get around things. Um, the other thing I would leave with is a lot of times with professional tenants, they look qualified on paper, but indeed when you look at the details or how they treat you, how they treat the property, they aren't qualified for the property. Yeah, professional tenants, folks, in my opinion, are the ones, uh, you know, the ones that show up uh, with cash in hand, you know, we got to move in. They always got a story about why they got to do it today versus, you know, over the weekend. Yep. Um, they're always a little bit desperate. They, you know, again, they look good on paper, but they don't want you to scratch it. And really what a professional tenant to me is, is it's pain. Uh, if you are a mom and pop landlord trying to evict a professional tenant, you are likely going to lose. Uh, a property that I just closed on. Um, when did I close on that? I think in February. So less than 30 days ago, uh, mom and pop had a professional tenant that was working them and they beat them twice in court. Uh, I wanted the house. So what I told uh, the sellers is I will, you know, take the cost of hiring an attorney, which is what you should do to get them out. Yeah. So they were able to you know, wiggle a little bit and instead of taking 60 days, it took almost 90, uh, but they, they were out and we were able to close the deal. I, professional tenants, there are websites, folks. I mean, there are people that they want to get in your place and then their intention is not to pay you for a year. That's their goal. Yep. Yeah. And there's, um, there's some signs with it, Michael, that I see um, uh, with professional tenants. Mm -hmm. um, the first is the stories you mentioned. Yeah. Um, it is crazy. Every month, there's a new story of why they can't pay rent. They're almost actors or actresses because they call you. They tell you they can't play, pay because someone is deathly sick in their family. They'll tell you these stories that if you're not a professional property manager, um, you're going to hear the story and you're going to say, I totally side with you on this. Like, yeah. this sounds like a terrible um, occurrence that you've had in your family and I'm here to help you and let me extend things. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is, is the stories keep coming. They keep getting worse, usually about the same person. They'll, they'll have the story go on for 12 months. Sure. And um, it, in those cases, you know, as a landlord, it's hard for you to understand is this actually the case or are they lying and and with a professional tenant it's it, it, it's just all lies it's all lies um and for you as a landlord we always go back to that emotional part it's emotional because suddenly their personal life has become your life as well um and you're in it and so in those particular instances you have to say hey your tenant asked you tomorrow for two thousand dollars cash 
right? Because that's essentially what you're doing by not having them pay rent. Would you write them a check for $2,000? And you're like, well, of course I wouldn't write them a check for $2,000. Well, that's essentially what you're doing. You're having them live there for free and um, going through that. And so um, we see it a lot. Um, the other thing I see a lot with professional tenants is the place is always uninhabitable. They put in a repair request yeah. on the 28th of the month before mm-hmm. saying there's been mold. It is all over the place. This place is uninhabitable. And they'll make sure to use that word because then they're going to want to say in court, I don't have to pay for the rent. And that's where the documentation is so important. Oh, okay. This is the first you've told us about this, right? Everything's in writing. This is the first we're hearing about this. We will get someone in right away to check on this. Um, But that that, that does cost you money, but you want to cross your T's, dot your I's and have a third party come in to say, there's no sign of mold here. Um, these tenants are, are just playing, playing you. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. It's, it's the, um, rent. I've seen some that aren't cash professional tenants. They come in and they're dressed in a suit and they'll say they'll pay and they, they pay online and everything. And then suddenly the stories start hitting after they have those keys. Yeah. For me, folks, again, a professional tenant is someone with experience. They've been through more evictions than some of you. And, um, you need to protect yourself for first. If you think you're encountering one, you know, even if you have historically done evictions yourself, I would hire an attorney. Uh, see past experience I, I shared earlier. If they're professionals, go get a lawyer. Uh, you know, you've got to you've got to have somebody on your side that's done more evictions than you have. And, and, and a local tenant attorney, landlord attorney is the way to go. But again, I go back to a professional tenant. Stories start early. Uh, it starts with the application. It, maybe it's incomplete. Oh, I just got a new job and I don't know the phone number, right? Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, or, um, you know, I can't get you a pay stub because I just got married and changed my name or, you know, the, the stories start right away. And if you have any, anybody pushing you to move in that afternoon, that's not good. Don't do your process. I got this. I'll pay double yeah. deposit. You know, they're going to sing the song that you want to hear don't do it. Just don't do it. You're going to lose. And then Michael, I've seen some cases um, with professional tenants where they looked great on paper. Um, They filled out everything. They crossed their T's, dotted their I's. It's kind of like those resumes you see. Someone went to a great school. They have all of this um, this, um, great um, employment experience. And then they come into work and you realize they just have everyone else do things and they don't do anything. And um, they're just trying to, you know, boost up their resume, but they actually don't execute, right? That happens all the time. That can happen with your tenants too. I've had situations where they had great credit, you know, didn't need to move in right away, the professional tenant. Mm. Um, But then you call the past um, property manager and you say, you know, you have to be very careful about what you say the questions you ask, but I've asked questions such as, you know, well, um, you know, are they, um, is the lease expired or are you guys terminating it early? And they say the property manager will say, Oh, well, we're terminating it early. And it's like, okay, sounds good. Um, is there a a reason? Was it on them? Did they want to, or you, Oh, it was, it was just mutual. Okay. Would you rent to, would you rent to them again? No, I would not rent to them again. And these are like, if you call a professional property manager and they say that it's like, oh, 
they've made this property's manager's life miserable. Um, and, and so there's that as well. I think some of that stuff that's not on, um, sometimes not even on the application, but you can hear from the past landlord will tell you a lot about what your experience is going to be like. If you, if you're going to be a landlord, it's going to tell you what that experience is going to be like day to day with this person in the property. Yeah. And just so we're clear, just so we flip the coin over, we're talking about here, professional tenants. Let's just say there are total slumlord landlords out there, right there. You know, there's 5% of tenants that are horrible and maybe it's 10% of landlords that are horrible. I don't want to feel like have anybody think we're just picking on tenants. That's not the case. Yeah. Uh, But you know, that's what we're talking about here because I've had a few and it's very painful. <laughs> so any closing thoughts on this? Um, I think the last closing closing thought on it, and, and that goes to your point, um, you know, we do at least at Hemlane and, and I personally make sure to always bend over backwards for tenants who are good tenants. You know, they have a repair request. Let's get it done ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need, um, you want to get a pet in the property. Great. Let's get that lease amendment out for you. Those types of things. Um, but, um, with, with it, there's also that upfront research you always want to do to make sure that the person you're getting in there is going to be a good, reputable person like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to your point of, um, slumlords, there's a lot out there. I've, yeah. I've dealt with them too. When I can tell you so many stories um, about slumlords and it is important when you are doing that background check to make sure the reference check of the landlords that it's not just a slumlord um and and the questions you ask and how you ask them will really make a difference there as well very very cool this is a lot of fun i look forward to topic number two thank you great